worse in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras, I'm out the f- Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Yes, it's Monday, back to the work week. Back from another successful iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's right. Yes. Had a, a great time at iHeart this year. I actually brought my daughter. Uh, she loves a lot of the artists that were performing, so I have anxiety when she wants to go to these concerts, whether it's uh, Governor's Ball or Rolling Loud. Not that anything, anything could happen, but I just don't like her in those crowds. So. No, anything could happen. You're right. <laughs> so um, a lot of those artists were performing at iHeart, and I have a little more control at iHeart. I can get her around and backstage and all that, so she got a chance to see a lot of the artists she wanted to see, like Billie Eilish. Uh, she got a chance to see... Juice uh, World. Juice World, Chance the Rapper. So it was it was it was really Alicia great for Keys, her. Alicia T-Pain. Keys, T Pain. She got a chance Fresh to see Montana. all those artists. I have no idea who Billie Eilish is, but I heard she's a big deal. She is. A, she's a huge deal. Yeah, people uh, really like her. Yes, so much so that they get very upset if you mispronounce her name. Yeah, yeah I've seen some bum ass radio personalities uh, correcting us because our name. Uh, did you pronounce the name wrong? I, yeah, I pronounced the name as Billie Irish. Yes. I didn't know. But my daughter, she corrected me. Dad's yes. Billie Eilish, but I, I didn't know. She's 17 <laughs> just, years old. And, and just she's like, not somebody I listen to. And just like if uh, they saw like uh, a rapper, like Guadalupe, Guadalupe, what's his name? Guadalupe something 400? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Guadalupe. What's his name? Exactly. <laughs> Hold on. But, I, know, but like, I thought it was Guap Dad 400 or something. Yes, yes. but yes. him. But it's like, you know, you wouldn't know him if you was in a, another genre of... Sorry, I was going to highlight her. Radio. <laughs> yeah. But Steve, Steve's like, I don't know who that yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know what it is? It happens sometimes. People go through stress. They get a little jealous. And, and uh, God they take bless shots. Him. God bless them. But listen, we had a great time. We did. I was only there for the day. I was there on uh, Saturday. Yes. And, um... I cursed out Miley Cyrus' manager. That was fun. Oh, you want to start there? Adam? Adam? I don't know. Adam? Alex? I think it's Adam. All right. Well, now, now you got to explain the story. It wasn't nothing crazy. Yes, it's it was that crazy. When, when, I, when I got to the venue on Saturday, I'm walking down the we hall. We all got to the venue together. We were all there. We all came together? We all yes. came together. We oh. were different vehicles, but we okay. came like a minute away from and, each other. And I just heard security saying, move out the way, move out the Get way. The the Nobody holes. can be move in the hall. Right. Don't walk, don't walk. And I'm like, okay, who's the D-head that's clearing the hall? I'm like, this better be somebody of super importance. Talking very aggressive, get out the way. Of course, <laughs> we didn't get out the way. But it was the venue security. Well, it wasn't well, anybody's well, we, personal we, we, Well, we didn't know that at first. And I still don't think any... It's a venue outfit. No. No venue, no venue security is going to make an artist do that for an artist unless the artist tells him to do absolutely. that. Or the artist manager or the artist Somebody, security. So it team. might not even be the artist. So that's the Somebody team. from the artist's camp told him to do that because they wouldn't. Have, they didn't do that for anybody else but them. They did it for Molly Cyrus. Yes, and, exactly. And, and when I got into the lounge, like, everybody was complaining. Like meaning, meaning, like, everybody that's down with the iHeart team, they was like, oh, I can't believe Molly Cyrus had her people clear the hallway, yada, yada, yada. And my thing is, I don't like when people talk behind somebody's back. Right. So if everybody's complaining and that's, you know, top of the mind on people's brains... I'm going to talk about right. it. Right. So, so we did a live remote for absolutely. the CW. And, of course, Charlemagne was like, yeah, I just didn't like that. It was disrespectful. I said it was Why lame. She's not a presidential candidate. Correct. Who the hell does she think she is? That's corny. And I also said that uh, Miley Cyrus used to be black. 
until it stopped being profitable for. Right. Now, mind you, yes. Miley Cyrus is also kicking off the concert and, that night. The first person. And so, if, if you don't know what that and, means, she used to date so Mike. Supposed to kiss her ass. Mike will make. No, it to that. but I don't think it's necessary. Mike will did all her production. Correct. Not, not for you. I'm different than you. Mike will did all her production. That's a fact. Juicy J uh, used <laughs> to do all her production. She used Correct. to have grills in her mouth. She Correct. Used to do songs about Jordans. So I thought that was a very accurate statement. So we're on stage, and yes. you know, Charlemagne likes to shake everybody's hand. It doesn't matter who you are, the janitor to the executive, he will shake everybody's hand. Right. If, you, if you're in my vicinity. Yeah, if you're in his vicinity. So Charlemagne went to shake a, a young man's hand, and the guy said... He looked me up and down. He said, I'm not said, shaking your effing nah, hand. Nah, right? I'm not shaking your effing hand. So I said, F you, who the hell are you? And he said, Miley Cyrus manager. And I said, do you have a goddamn problem? And he was like, I just don't like, why would you say that? And I said, because it happened. And then he was like, no, it was building security. Wait, hold on. So Charlamagne uh-huh. called me. Envy, I don't know what's going on at first. Envy, yes. What happened when you walked in there? I was like, Miley Cyrus security went crazy. Yes. So he goes, how do you know it's Miley Cyrus security? I said, I don't work here. But if yes. they telling me, get out the way, Miley Cyrus is coming, I would assume it's security. So now Charlamagne's in the guy's face. F you. Yeah, Charlamagne. I, did. I told him I slapped it out of Charlamagne invited the man to his gym. I did not do that. <laughs> yes, that, he did. that didn't happen. Yes, she that did. didn't happen. Yes, she that did. Didn't happen. But you know what? At it was? that point, I didn't know, you know if it was a party or if there was beefing at that point. You know, know what point. it was? I didn't like the disrespect, especially from a white man looking me up and down and refusing to shake my hand. Because we live in a wild era. I've had people who, su- who, who support Trump or don't like my political views who've done the same thing to me in the street. So I didn't know where he stood. I didn't know this had to do with some goddamn Miley Cyrus. So now, so now I'm thinking, all right, it's about to get busy, right? So no, now, no, this, I, wasn't gonna go I, I don't know. You said you're going to slap the man in the face. I should slap the shot. I you. would slap him. Right. He he said, shake your hand. I would have slapped this shot. Right? Look at Angela, he's changing the stuff. I wasn't there. You exactly. So why are you talking? Well, isn't that what happened? He didn't want to shake your hand. Okay. So you told uh, him you. So now, now this guy, this white man, is surrounded by one, two, three, four, five, five black guys. Right. So now it's looking uncomfortable. I'm like, he's about to get beat up. Was he nervous? A uh, little bit. No, he, was, he hit me with the he white man. He, he definitely said, was a little bit, no, but, no, he, but he, he hit white man me. with the... He white man me. He said, when I told him I slap him, he goes, and I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> that's what he said. That's that suit talk. Okay. That's, that, 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 that's, that's that suit. I'm going to suit the ish right? So what he said there, right? He goes, well, I'm, I should slap this out. He was like, well, I'm just going to stand here. I said, ooh. Ooh. I said, oh, he about to suit. So now I'm like, uh-oh. So now we have to and go then, back live No, no, there. no. What he did was he waited till he saw two other higher-ups executives, and he thought, I don't know what he thought I was going to do in front of them, and I said, hey, that's Molly Sizes' manager. He's a D-head. Yeah, he's a D and an F and clown. Yes, and then he apologized. And then we went live back on air, and then they came back, and then they, everybody, they shook he everybody's apo- head. He apologized. He, he apologized. Said, he said he was wrong. Was... Because if you if you had an issue with the way that I, if, if, if you had an issue based on something I said about your artist, it could have it been a conversation. It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting on the way on the, on the way back. It was like, yeah, that was very interesting with Charlemagne and the manager. I said, yeah, it makes for great content. <laughs> Guess what we're gonna talk about in the morning? Exactly. I was like, really? Why exactly. not? <laughs> hey, Charlemagne was only there for one day and had all that. Stuff hey, going. man, that's me. Okay, that's who I am. Goodness gracious. All right, well, let's get the show cracking now. Uh, shout to my real estate team. They're going to be joining us this morning. If you want to learn about real estate, you can't make it to a seminar. We're going to have a seminar live on air. We're going to teach you about real estate, how to get into the business. You think you, li- you need a lot of money? We'll tell you what your credit score needs to be, how to get the loans, what to look for. We'll break all that down in layman's terms today. All right, so... Let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about the young girl in the H&M ad. She, uh, there's been a lot of criticism about what her hair looked like, this young black model. Her hair was not, quote, done. And we'll tell you how H&M has responded to the controversy. Now, none of those girls, well, we'll talk about it, I guess. All right, mm-hmm. keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Who you a fool for this? Who uh, you a fool for this? Yeah, yeah. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
All right, NFL scores. Buffalo beat Cincinnati. Dallas beat Miami 31 6 Don't, don't breathe past that, baby. Out more. Miami team suck. You should have had 70. First of all, 31 is still an NFL team any given Sunday, okay? The Dallas Cowboys are averaging over 30 a game this year. Drop on the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. We 3 0. If your team's 3 0, I can't relate, baby. Oh, my goodness. Okay? Green Bay beat Denver 27 16. Minnesota beat in, uh, Oakland. New England beat the Jets 30 14. Detroit beat Philly 27 24. Sorry, Philly fans. The Giants beat Tampa Bay 32 31. Doesn't matter how we won. We won. Nobody else is excited? Yes, our first win of the season. New quarterback. He looked pretty good. Boy, he ran one in. He ran two in, actually. This, this is typical New York. And this what? Is, this is why you shouldn't take nobody from New York serious. Simply I don't because know why we got rid of When he got drafted, they booed him. They said it was a whack pick. It was terrible. They wasted a pick. Now they on his D. Typical New Yorkers. So what? We shouldn't have got rid of Odell. Wait till you get hot to ride your, de- your penis. <laughs> Rams beat Cleveland 2013. All right, what else are we talking about, Yee? Uh, well, let's talk about this H&M ad that people are upset about, and then we'll tell you their explanation. There's a new ad, and there's a young black girl whose hair looks like it wasn't, quote-unquote, done. Right. And hairstylist Bernard Fran- Vernon Francois brought it to the attention of everybody in an Instagram post. Now, he features a picture of the young girl and said, it's got to stop this beautiful young girl's hashtag kinky hair. Appears to have had very little to no attention, yet all of her counterparts have clearly sat in front of someone who was more than capable of styling other hair textures. So he said, my heart breaks imagining yet another girl from my community sitting in front of a mirror being ignored by the team around her. Well, uh, according to Essence Magazine, they reached out to H&M for comment, and H&M responded, we are aware of the comments regarding one of our models for H&M Kids. We truly believe that all kids should be allowed to be kids. The school-age kids who model for us come to the photo studio in the afternoon after school, and we aim for a natural look, which reflects that. In addition to that, they also got a statement from uh, the woman who is in charge of diversity and inclusion, and she said, hashtag, let's talk. I'm the one on the left. The image on the right has sparked so much dialogue in the past several hours. Talking points that are centuries old. She said, a few points to make. I am both of these girls. In my hair's most natural state, I look just like this. If I weren't so fearful of society's response, I would embrace and celebrate my hair the way it grows out of my scalp. The child models, there were several used in this photo shoot, embrace their natural, everyday, carefree looks like everyday children. I thought the whole idea to add was natural, that their hair wasn't done and it was just no makeup, no nothing. That's what I thought. Well, I think the problem was taken out of context. You show the young black girl whose hair isn't done and you don't show any of the other kids whose hair wasn't done and everybody assumes... The picture I saw had a bunch of kids with their hair undone, I thought. Well, the the photographer posted just the young black girl and her hair. Oh, I thought... And so then everybody started seeing the other pictures, but at first they just showed her. Another example of social media taking stuff out of context. Like, I, I'm confused about this because what if she wanted to wear her hair like that? Because, like, you complain when a woman has a perm and you complain when her hair is natural. So which one is it? Like, what if she wanted to wear her hair like that? Does anybody know? Um, I mean, that was the point of the shoot. The kids all came right after school after playing. So you know how kids go to school, your hair is done, and then you come home and your hair is not done anymore? Correct. That's just what happens. So why is social media mad? Yeah, but I seen a bunch of kids with their hair undone. It just wasn't black kids. It was it was everybody. Asian kids. It was Indian kids. It was another, white kids. Yet another example of social media taking something out of context. I thought she looked beautiful regardless. Well, I, I did right. too. I didn't even think that something was wrong with her head until I saw the backlash. I was like, something's wrong with her head? I mean, I know that's how my kids be running around with their hair a little crazy, but hey. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad weekend, or whatever it may be. Phone lines are wide open. Hit us up right now. You got to um, redo the phone lines. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Isaiah, get it off your chest. Yeah, man, so I'm kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. I've been married for about a year, and my wife just dropped a bomb on me that she wants to have a threesome with her friend. I don't know if I want to do that or not, man. No, that's a trap. That's a trap. That's a trap, bro. Don't fall for that. I hope that you said, hell no, you're the only thing I need. You're all I need, baby. Yeah, man, I did. But you know, for a man, it'll linger in your mind for a little bit. But yeah, I told her ultimately, I don't think that's like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Does she mess around with her best friend without you? No, I, no, she ain't never done anything like that. I bet you she did. She just ain't tell you. That was, that was that, that conversation to tell you. I mean, maybe, bro. I mean, if if she did, then whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I asked her, I asked her if she wanted to do it, and she said, oh, if you do it with me. I think that they probably already have gotten it in, but that's still Absolutely. that's still not a a, a a test for you to to fail. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to say right, no. Right. You have to say no. I'm cool. I only love you. But if it happens, it happens. You know how you get back at her? Right. What's that? Tell her you mess with your best friend. All right, man. Have a good one, man. All right, bro. Thank you. Hello, who's this? This is Ulysses Moran. What's up, bro? Get off your chest. Um, I just wanted to get your feedback, uh, DJ Envy. Um, I, I, I'm stationed in Brooklyn. Um, I work with a partner that deals with realtor, like real estate. Yes, sir. He, had, he created, he created a, a program that helped people get their mortgage payments back and create their own pension. It's info.com And he also created an um, app for realtors that flip houses. Mm-hmm. It's US Exchange. I mean, ushousingexchange.com. Mm-hmm. And his name is Mario Henry. Okay. Ad, what's up? And he uh, stays in Houston, and I'm in um, Brooklyn, New York, so I'm trying to bring this to New York. So I just want to get your feedback on this. Uh, I have no idea. You just told me about the app right now, but um, just send it to me in my DMs. I'll check it out. Okay. Can I get your DM, please? DJ Envy. <laughs> okay. All right, bro. You wrote it down? <laughs> DJ Envy, or as Ryan Seacrest calls him, N. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest has no idea who DJ Envy is. I asked Ryan Seacrest, uh, I, I said, yo, you know who that is? He goes, yo, what's up, N? He called me Which N. is some wild stuff for a white man to say <laughs> to a black man. All right? I- I think he was sure you what up, and that's my bro, and or he was telling me, Nick, it was either the one or the other. I don't know which one it was. Disgusting. All right. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's Mello. What's up, Mello? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, first off, I just want to commend Charlemagne for going through that iHeart and, you know what I mean, holding his proposal and standing up for the brothers. That's number one. Standing up for the brothers. Two, I want to shout out my boy iPhone Sim. That's my guy right there. That's big bro. But then I want to slander him a little bit. Your face is too small for how brolic you are, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your face is too small for a molecule. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Being on time, and I love the show. All right, bro. Thank, thank you, man. King. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. You know that guy that just called about his his girlfriend, you know, maybe cheating with her best friend, and I told him maybe he should just tell his girl that he's cheating with his best friend. Today is Bisexuality Day. It's Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Yes, I just want to put that out there. So if you're All greedy right. and you like everything, okay, <laughs> Bisexuality Day is your day. We celebrate you, kings and queens. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Greg from Florida. What's up from Florida? Get it off your chest, bro. 
man. I just want to say I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. There you go. I also want to say, man, don't waste your time voting next year because Trump going to find another way to pull it off. And I wouldn't say that. So you want everybody to sit home and not vote? I mean... They're going to be wasting their time, as I feel. Well, and, and by the way, the, the reason you feel like that is the Democrats' fault. Because the Democrats aren't ringing the alarm enough on the fact that our elections have been tampered with and that our elections are corrupt. Man, I feel you, but man. So right, that's man, really your advice. Just tell people don't vote. Yeah, that's not, that's not going to help, bro. Well, it's not good but that man, the... Man, I do want to say, man, I'm happy to be woke up this morning, man. And I hope <laughs> y'all have a good day, man. You too. Hello, who's this? CSG, what's good? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm just tired of, you know what I mean, my Dolphins losing and then, you know what I'm saying, I got to get on the radio, you know, I listen to y'all show this morning and hear Chocolate Charlotte over there with his pom-pom talking about the Dallas Cowgirls. Now, we're not going to speed past the fact you called me Chocolate Charlotte. Thank you for noticing. But um, yeah, 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 the, the Dolphins yeah, suck, yeah, though. They're trash. Right. My Giants yeah, are they, trash, they, but... They trash, but... But what? Child support, God can't pay his child support if the Dolphins keep losing. That's what I'm saying. Like you're looking at you, you're looking at this the wrong way, man. King. King, you're looking at this the wrong way. Instead of talking about how bad the Dolphins look, let's talk about how great the Cowboys look. Uh, we, we was in that game until the third quarter. You Come was, on, now. Boy, shut that, up. Y'all, shut y'all, up. Y'all wasn't in that game. Y'all was trash. But you have a good one, brother. All right, you too, man. All right, man. Hello, who's this? Stacy from Norfolk, of Virginia. Stacy? Yeah. Okay. All right. What up, Stacey? Get it off your chest. Yeah, um, I don't understand how a nine to five, a person that worked nine to five, if they go to work today and they get busted on the drug test, they're fired. But all these, you know, NFL, NBA players, they get these three strikes and they're making millions of dollars. Well, you're not an NBA or NFL player. <laughs> you're not an NBA player Why do people act like the same rules apply to them when you're not even in that same league, my brother? Nah, because if I'm making 50000 I'm not telling my mom to retire. If I'm making millions of dollars, I'm telling my mom, go ahead, you good, you can retire. It's a different boss. Yeah, but it's different rules, though. Like, you know, the, the industry that you're in is a little bit more strict on drugs than the industry that they're in. Yeah, but they, I mean, it's, it's people waiting for my job like it's people waiting for their job. They're making these people bigger than what they really are. Oh, okay. i tell you what, I mean, though. Just, you know. Put a jersey put a jersey yeah. in stores and let's see how it sells. All right? Hello, who's this? Yo. Yo, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, it's Monday morning, so I just got to get it off my chest. I mean, I don't want to wake up, go to work. I ain't got no kids or none of that, but I got to get up and get it. That's right. All right. Well, have a, have, We're I, right up with you. Have a good one, then. All right, man, hold it down. You know it. P.O.P. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about a couple that just got divorced after two years of marriage. Also, Lil Wayne, people are mad at him, and fans are upset, and we'll tell you what huge show he missed over the weekend. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to Emmys. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. All right, well, let's talk about what happened last night at the Emmys. Now, Game of Thrones was nominated for 32 awards, and they did win 12 Emmys. It's also the final season. I thought people hated the last season of Game of Thrones. Everybody said it was trash. I don't know, but they still won, and, you know. I wanted more from the last season. Uh, The fight scene, the big fight scene was too dark, I thought. Um, The ending I really didn't necessarily love, but, I mean, it, it was still, I guess... 
people, one of the best shows, one of the greatest shows ever. I, every, I, I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I just heard people saying it was trash last season. I'm going to say trash. It just wasn't one of the best. All right, now, Billy Porter also became the first openly gay black man to win an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, and that's for Pose. Here's his speech. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We are the people. We as artists are the people that get to change the molecular structure of the hearts and minds of the people who live on this planet. Please don't ever stop doing that. Please don't ever stop telling the truth. I love you all. They're telling me to please stop. God bless you. God bless you. If I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I love you all. So, yeah. who, so who's the first closeted gay black man to win an Emmy? Oh, we don't know that. They said he was if the first closeted. openly gay black man. Who was the first closet? I don't one? know. If you're Jesus. in the closet, we don't know you're gay because you haven't come out. But I'm saying, what does openly mean? Like, eh, that means people were closeted, right? So who's the first closeted gay He's black the first man person that is, yes, I'm gay and has said I'm gay that we know for sure is gay. That I, one. I think you could just say gay black man, but whatever. All right, now, for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Movie, Jarrell Jerome won for When They See Us for his portrayal of Corey Wise. And here's his speech. I have to thank my mom, who's with me today, my beautiful mother, uh, my dad, Sierra, um, of course, Ava. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Netflix, my team, Perry, Emily, Jen, UTA, everybody. Jordan, I know you out there. But most importantly, this is for the men that we know as the Exonerated Five. It's for Raymond, Yusuf, Antron, Kevin, and King Corey Wise. Y'all bought a clues, Monster Jarrell Jerome. Okay, when you meet Corey Wise in real life, you see how much Jerome, uh, Jarrell bodied that role. Absolutely. And they robbed Ava, by the way. Ava should have won Best Director for when they see us. All right. In addition to that, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner were presenting at the Emmys, and they got some laughs from the audience, but it wasn't a joke that they were telling. Our family knows firsthand how truly compelling television comes from real people just being themselves. Telling their stories unfiltered and unscripted. Here are the nominees for Outstanding Competition. Yes, yeah, so apparently people were laughing because clearly their show is not real or unscripted. All right, people are upset at Lil Wayne. He did not show up for the Life is Beautiful Festival over the weekend. He was supposed to be the headliner, and there was an mm-hmm. announcement made on the screen. Unfortunately, Lil Wayne will not be able to perform tonight. Sorry for any inconvenience. There was no explanation, nothing. Just no show. All right, Demi Moore has a book coming out, her memoir, Inside Out. That'll be out on the 24th tomorrow. And part of that book that was released, there's an excerpt on Radar Online where she talks about the threesomes that she had when she was married to Ashton Kutcher and how she believes that actually led to him cheating in real life. Now, he asked if they could have a threesome, and she agreed. They went to bed twice with a third party. Looking back, Demi Moore says she now knows that she agreed to the threesomes for the wrong reasons. She said, I wanted to show him how great and fun I could be. And she said the sexual experience was a mistake. He did cheat on her a couple of different times. One time she found out about it while reading about it. And another time he actually cheated in front of her daughter. So Damn. If I was out the country, every time I got caught cheating, I would say it was for an episode of Punk. Every single time. Yeah. I would play so stupid. God, oh, you're on Punk, baby. Got you again. Yeah, yes, he cheated one time on the same weekend. They would have been celebrating their sixth wedding anniversary. Punked. And uh, she just was horrified by Never all been. of that. You've been punked, baby. She also talks about her issues with substance abuse, her marriage to Bruce Willis, a lot of different things in her book that's going to be out again tomorrow. Was she the one that was addicted to Red Bull or something like that? And they said Red Bull really affected her in a, in a bad way or something like that? Was oh, that her? I, I don't know. Mm. 
We'll have to look that up. Okay. All right, Kenya Moore and her husband, Mark Daly, have split. They were only married for two years. You know Kenya from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. They've been married since June of 2017. They got married in St. Lucia. They had a daughter. They had their first daughter, Brooklyn Doris Daly, just last year. Mm -hmm. She released a statement. It is with profound sadness that I regret to inform my fans that I'm divorcing my husband, Mark Daly, due to recent and ongoing circumstances. I can no longer continue in the marriage. And he also released a statement saying, I've come to the difficult decision to separate from Kenya at this time. Our daughter has two parents that love her very much and in her best interest this situation should remain as private as possible. So we don't yet know the reason, but all kinds of rumors, of course, are swirling around. All right, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right, hey, thank y'all you, ready Ms. for the St. Patrick's to die? The who? The St. Patrick's. Who the hell is that? On uh, Power? Ghost, uh, 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 Tariq, uh. Tasha. You're not ready for them to join Raina? I'm the only person who saw Power last night. Ah, yeah, I you don't know what I said. Oh, I didn't say okay. last night. I said after the Giants won last night, I, yeah. was, I, was, I was so excited. I went to sleep. I'm ready for I all of them to join Raina, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm so over them. I hate them. That's the worst family on TV. My goodness. And uh, happy birthday to Jermaine Dupree. Shout out to Jermaine Dupree. Hey. Drop one of Kuz Bomb for JD. JD, 40. How old is JD? I don't know. I don't know how old she is. But happy birthday to JD. And happy birthday to Julie Greenwald, too. She had a nice birthday bash over the weekend while we were at the iHeart Festival. She's an executive over at Atlantic. Yes, uh, yeah. So happy birthday, Julie. Happy birthday, Julie Greenwell. All right. Front page news is next. What are we talking about? Uh, we'll talk about a man who was proposing to his girlfriend. He's from Louisiana. And then something extremely unfortunate happened. Probably the worst thing that could happen in a scenario like that. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The New York Giants. Beat Tampa Bay 32-31. Simmer down, buddy. Why? We won a game. You're one and Our two. Our quarterback looked pretty good. I'm not mad at him. You don't feel like a D-rider being that you hated that pick when it first happened like every other New Yorker out there? You booed him and you said, how would you waste a, a number six pick on Daniel Jones of Duke? Y'all do this all the time. Bro. You do it all Bro. the time. You it was one Kirk. game. He did good. One okay, game. I'm just making so, sure. Did, you we'll you, you sounded game. a little excited in your throat just, I just now. I, I, yeah, my Giants won. I should be excited, all okay. right? We won a game, all right? Now, um... Cowboys really upset me over the weekend. Uh, they beat Miami 31 to 6, but let's be real. Miami trash. Y'all should have beat them 70 to 6, but you know, hey, whatever. Drop on the clues bumps for my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't know why Envy's talking to me because I can't hear him. When your team is 3 and 0, you don't hit If your team's not 3 and 0, I don't hear you. Oh boy. Okay. Green Bay beat Denver 27-16. Minnesota beat Oakland 34-14. Indianapolis beat Atlanta 27-24. Kansas City beat Baltimore 33-28. New England beat the Jets 30-14. Detroit beat Philly 27-24. Sorry, Philly fans. Carolina beat Arizona 38-20. Houston beat the Chargers 27-20. San Francisco beat Pittsburgh 24-20. And the Rams beat Cleveland 2013. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? All right, let's talk about a, a person who has drowned. A Louisiana man drowned so after, sad. after proposing to his girlfriend underwater while he was vacationing with her in Tanzania. He proposed by swimming underwater and holding a handwritten note against the bedroom windows. And the note, which had been placed inside of a transparent plastic bag, read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you, I love more every day. Will you please be my wife? But then he never resurfaced after that. Stephen Weber and Kanisha Antoine were staying in Pemba Island in a wooden cabin with a bedroom that was submerged in the ocean off the east coast of Africa. So they never... She actually has it on tape. Like, there's tape of mm -hmm. him doing a proposal and everything. I mean, you don't see him passing, She but... was on live? 
No, she was taping him. She was taping a proposal. So she's taping a proposal. I guess he proposed. She said yes. She did say yes. I was going to ask her. She, no, she said yes. And okay. I guess she was. Yeah, I guess ran out the villa or wherever they were staying to see him. And he never came up. How deep was he underwater? I don't know. <sighs> he couldn't swim? I, I don't know. How I mean, he, he made it underwater enough to do that. But for some reason, he looked he comfortable underwater when he was doing never it. Never like, came back up. He, he had the, the loose leaf in the Ziploc and then he turned it around. Will you marry me? So he seemed comfortable. But That's got to be traumatic for her. Absolutely. Lord have mercy. All right. Now let's talk about Chanel Miller. She is the woman who was sexually assaulted by Brock Turner. And the judge, if you guys recall, he was facing a, ma- a maximum sentence of 14 years in prison after having been convicted of three felony counts of sexual assault. He ended up getting sentence, a reduced sentence, and he was out of jail in 90 days only. Now, this is the first interview that Chanel Miller has given. She was known for years as Emily Doe before revealing her identity earlier this month, and she was on 60 Minutes yesterday, and here's what she had to say. Rape is not a punishment for getting drunk. You deserve a hangover, a really bad hangover, but you don't deserve to have somebody insert their body parts inside of you. After Brock's testimony, it felt like all rules had been abandoned. And for me, it felt like how many times can we make her relive this? The reason that she didn't want to speak out about this before was she was humiliated. She said, I felt no parent was going to want me as a role model if I'm just a discarded, drunk, half-naked body behind a dumpster. She said nobody wants to be that. She also talks about finding out that she had been raped while uh, she was passed out from a news article. And she had read about that. She said it was surreal having the news broken to me by the Internet. I was alone sitting at my desk. And she was reading about how she was stripped and then penetrated and discarded in a bed of pine needles behind a dumpster. And she said a lot of the comments were even worse. She said people blamed her for being assaulted. Mm. And it was fortunate for her that two Swedish graduate students who were going to the party actually interrupted the rape and chased him down when he began to run away also. You should really read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, Talking to Strangers. It's the number one book in the country right now. He really dives deep into that, that case. It's a very interesting read. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, uh, I'm bringing my real estate team up here. That's right, you know, we do seminars all across the country, and people have so many questions about real estate, how to get into real estate, uh, what what happens if you don't have money, how much money do you actually need, what is your credit score, do you need to put it in an LLC, how do I get uh, approval? Well, I'm bringing everybody up here. We're gonna is have Flippin' a and Jay going to be on the mic? Yep, Flippin' okay. and Jay Caesar will be joining us, Matt, my mortgage guy, the credit dude, Jose, and Sabine, a uh, real estate attorney, my team. Uh, they look like you and me, guys. Exactly. Right. And we're going to talk to them about real estate this morning. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building today. A lot of people ask so many questions about real estate, and we do these seminars so much. So I know a lot of times people can't make it to the seminars mm-hmm. or there's other things to do. So... I wanted to have a, a conversation on air where we break down a lot of the stuff that Ye and I and also Caesar, who'll be joining us in a second, actually do. So uh, we have a couple of people here. I'll start with the credit guy, Jose. You want to just tell him your name and yeah. uh, your business? Yes. How you doing, everybody? Jose Rodriguez, the credit dude. I own Clean Slate Credit Solutions in New Jersey. Okay. Then we have uh, the, the mortgage guy, the money guy. Yes, sir. Matt, yes, sir. Uh, Good morning. Give me your information. Matt Garland. Uh, let me be co- um, compliant. NMLS number 58700, better known as MG, the mortgage guy. Okay, and we also have Sabine here. Now, Sabine is an attorney. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to tell him, tell him uh, your information as well? 
Good morning, everyone. My name is Sabine Franco. I am an attorney in the state of New York and New Jersey, and my company is called Franco Law Firm. Okay, so the way we do our seminars and the way we talk about real estate Hold is... Hold on, where's Caesar? Caesar be joining us. He's <laughs> Now you just slide over like Caesar's <laughs> no, sitting. No, he, There's an be, empty chair right here. No, he's, he's, on, he's on his way up. He had okay. to work out before he got here. He's on his new workout plan. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Caesar. So we have to make sure... Caesar's just slimming down. He'll be yeah. joining us in a second. So when we talk about real estate, we always talk, talk first with credit. Mm-hmm. And ye, when we first started working here, I know my credit was shot. Right. How was your credit? My credit was fine. Charlemagne's <laughs> <laughs> credit was shot. So Why was your credit so bad? You know what it was? I think it was maybe school loans. It was, you know what it was? It was doctor bills and hospital bills. Mm -hmm. I just didn't get them. I got them late. It was always a lot of money, and I didn't want to pay them. So you can't just do that. I figured that out. Yeah, my credit was <laughs> my credit was cool because I had paid off my student loans mm -hmm. and I did direct uh, deposit direct payments. So that was always Smart. on time. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know I had my car that I was doing my payments on. Mm -hmm. And just things like that. And I always was sure to, even if I didn't have the money to pay something off in full, I always made payments and right. talk to people. You cannot communicate and just not pay something. Correct. Right. And okay. that's what I did. So the first thing we all want to talk about is, is credit <laughs> with Jose. Now, now, what's a good credit score and how do you keep your credit score high? Yep. So what's crazy is when they say what's a good credit score, it actually depends on what you're buying. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're buying to buy a house, you can get one as low as 580, which you don't want to have that score. Anything over 700, you're good. You're going to get in, in a position where you can pretty much get approved at the lowest interest rate, but there won't really be any problems with you where they're like, oh, you have a 680, but guess what? We also need a co-signer. Oh, you, ha you have a, six, eight, a 620, we need $5,000 extra down. Mm -hmm. So usually you have a 700, I say you're, you're good. You know what I mean? And, and one of the ways to keep the high credit score is keep your balances low. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest thing. And like Angela said, is just make sure you pay your stuff on time. Um, a lot of people forget, oh, a $25 bill. Like, I get a lot of clients like, oh, I forgot to pay this $25 yeah. Capital One credit card. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing. Well, I have clients that have, like, a $5,000 payment, but the people that have the $25 payment, they forget. So just put it on auto pay, mm -hmm. and then just always pay more than what you can. Because the majority of the clients that I have, uh, their credit scores are low because of their debt which means that the amount of balances they have on their credit cards and, and ratio to their credit limits. So that's if, you have, the biggest if your thing. limit is $10,000, but it's up to 9000 that's right. terrible. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always advocate for 10%. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say 30% credit limit ratio. I always say 10% and under because you're going to get put in the best position possible to have the highest credit score. So how do so. you get your credit score up? Let's say, you know, somebody's out there listening right now and they have a 550 mm -hmm. or they have a 600. Yep. What's the fastest and quickest way to get their credit score up? All right, so the fastest thing is, one, you got to look at it. Um, a lot of people use Credit Karma. I wouldn't advocate for that. I would probably try to get a mortgage report or try a credit report that has all three mm -hmm. because all three reports are something different, which is crazy. I, I don't know why there's three credit bureaus. Um, but look at your credit report, see if there's anything inaccurate, but then also pay everything down. I mean, a lot of people don't have credit. Mm -hmm. That's why they have a low credit score. Have at least five accounts, I would say. Have at least five accounts, whether it's a mortgage, an auto loan, credit cards. Keep your balances down. And that's pretty much it. And if you have those collections like Envy had, pay them before they go. <laughs> right. what's crazy is, you don't want your stuff to go to collections ever. Correct. Nah, because the thing is, if you have a medical bill, pay $25 a month, and it prevents it from going on your credit report. Yeah, now, you let me ask you this. What about if, um, if having too much credit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, say you have too many credit cards open mm -hmm. or too many line, lines and too many accounts. Yep. Does that negatively affect you? It depends. It's crazy because a lot of the answers and questions depends. If you're going for a mortgage, mm -hmm. the lender might tell you to close it. If you're going for a car, they don't care. But as long if you do have like 20 credit cards, as long as those balances are low, the lender is normally not going to care as long as they're not maxed out. Now, what about trade lines? I see a lot of people say, yeah, you, you get a trade line and that gets your credit up high. Right. A trade line's legal. 
No. So here, here, here's why. I never had one. Good question. Never <laughs> had Good one. Question. So, so here's why. Call your credit card company up and say, hey, I'm going to sell my account to somebody else for $1,000. Can I do that? Is that in the, in the agreement? And more than likely, they're not going to say yes, right? There, there's nowhere that is going to be legal. And they're actually sh cracking down. Like the Federal Trade Commission actually just sued somebody for doing wow. exa wow. that exact same thing. It was like $6.1 million lawsuit. So it's not legal. So there's other ways of building credit. Maybe if you want to add your daughter or your son, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Add an authorized user, but don't buy it because it's not legal to add somebody uh, to a credit card that you have no relationship with. Right. So so the first step is Caesar just walked in. See, I told him you was working out this morning, so you got a little <laughs> late. <laughs> so, so that's the first step is, yep. is fixing your credit and making yep. sure your credit is right. Yep. Then once you get that credit right, and this mm -hmm. is all when you're trying to buy a home for yourself or an investment property. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we talk about but in depth in our seminar. Then we come to financing. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right? So now I got my credit score up to, let's say, a 620. A okay. 620. And last thing, can't you get your, can you get your credit report free every year for everybody mm -hmm. listening? Yeah. Annualcreditreport.com. Okay. Annualcreditreport.com. So now I got my credit score a 620. So now I want to buy this house. Okay. I don't have much money to put down, right? The house is, let's say, $100,000. Okay. How do I get this house to put in the least amount of money as possible? Listen, the perfect program for someone in that situation is an FHA loan, right? FHA allows you a minimum credit score of a 580 um, and putting down 3.5% mm -hmm. as a down payment. So in that example, NV, 100 k will cost you 3500 as your down You're payment. You're lying. There's no way I could buy a house. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. F credit score is 580. <laughs> Let's say a house would just use 100000 because it's around that and only have to put down $3,500. Correct. 3.5%, but don't forget your closing costs, right? So your closing costs are generally going to be somewhere around 5% of the sales price. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you're going to come out of pocket around $8,500. To buy a $100,000 house, to, that's my house. Can you house. roll that into your mortgage payments? Yes, you can. Great question. You, you can roll it in only if the seller agrees to give you what's called a seller's concession. And with FHA, they allow the seller to pay at least up to 6% of the sales price. So in that case, if the closing costs are 5%, you can't exceed the 5%, but you have that 6% buffer just in case it's a little bit more expensive, mm -hmm. and you can finance, the borrower will finance the closing costs and be part of their monthly payment. Now, what about PMI? If you do a loan and you have to put, and you only put down 3.5%, then mm -hmm. you have to pay mortgage insurance? Yes, you have to pay PMI on FHA loan, even if you put down 20%, which people don't realize. So mm -hmm. even if you go FHA, you put down 3.5%, 5 10 whatever it is you're going to have PMI for. If it's less than 10%, the PMI is for the life of the loan. If you put down 10% or more, it goes, it goes away year 11 of the loan. But what I tell people all the time is PMI is not the devil. It gives you the opportunity to buy a home with putting less than 20% down. So if your first house that you want to buy, kind of like what you did, let's say it's a three-family house, right? Okay. I can still get a 3.5% loan. Is that correct? Absolutely. FHA gives you the ability to put down 3.5% whether you're buying a one-family, two-family, three-family, or four-family. You can also buy a mixed-use property. Um, for those who don't know what a mixed-use property is, is when you have a commercial space and apartments on top of it. So let's say I find a three-family home for... $100,000. Okay. I have to live in one floor, but I can rent out the other two floors and get a 3.5% loan. Absolutely. So the other two floors pretty much pay for my mortgage and I'm living rent-free. Absolutely. I mean, we have plenty of case studies from, from our seminars where people are buying homes and, and essentially living for free. Um, I just closed someone about two weeks ago. She came to the, the Queen Seminar mm -hmm. and she bought a property in Jersey, a three-family. I mean, the rental income on a three-family was 4600 somewhere around there. 
and she's living in the basement and converted the basement to a two-bedroom apartment. So and her mortgage payment is only $2,800. Wow. So, so she's profiting $2,000 she, a month. She's profiting. Right. Living for free, and and then she's just going to repeat the cycle. And the home came in thirty five thousand above um, what she paid for it when it when we got it appraised. I I just want to say one thing. Our seminar that we do is really to help people. Now, Jose, if somebody calls and wants to talk to you about their credit, how much do you charge them? Zero. Matt, when somebody calls and wants to get pre-approved and try to get a loan and have questions, how much do you charge them? Zero. All right, we'll be back talking more real estate when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're answering all your real estate questions. We're having a seminar right here on the radio. Now we have Sabine, who is an attorney. Yes. Now, why do I need you as an attorney? Why do I need a real estate attorney? Well, you need a real estate attorney because you need somebody who's in the deal, who has your back in the deal. Your attorney wants to make sure the details are in place so you don't end up paying more than you have to. You don't end up stuck with a property that has liens on it, judgments on it, has certificate of occupancy issues. That's like um, what's filed with the county. You want to make sure all that is clear. There, There's nothing on there that's going to affect you. So when you take ownership, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And then we also govern the contract. So we make sure that the contract has all the details that's going to protect you. If you're not covered in the contract, when issues come up, then that's when you're going to be vulnerable. So we that's what that's what we basically play a role in. Now, with, 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 with owning a home or owning a property, should I put it in my name or should I put it in a corporation name? Okay, so I get this question all the time. And it really is going to depend, first of all, on what type of loan you're going to get. Because if you're going to get an FHA loan or a VA loan like Matt's talking about, you're not going to be able to close in an LLC. Correct. So you may want to think about buying that property in your name holding it for at least a year so you don't violate any laws, say it right? <laughs> for the people in the back, then you could transfer it into an LLC. But if you're buying an investment property, like you're putting 25% down, you're getting a conventional loan that's you're doing 25% down, or you're just going hard money or something else, you should buy it in an LLC. One, with hard money, you have to, but if you're buying cash, you should buy it within an LLC so that you could protect yourself from liability. Mm -hmm. And people get concerned. They're like, oh, I got to have an LLC for every single property. Well, you're an investor. This is part of the business. This That's, a, that's just a course of doing business. And yes, you just have to learn how to um, manage your business properly, keep things in order, make sure you're not uh, what they call um, making yourself vulnerable to pierce the corporate veil. And what that means is if you're not running the business properly, then if you get sued, they could actually come after you. Mm -hmm. So it's not just blanket, you have an LLC, do whatever you want. I got limited liability. No, you actually have to run it properly and you got to go through the proper um, channels. And that's also where an attorney could come in to help guide you through that process. Right. And, and I just want to put out there, I know a lot of you can't see see the team that's here, but they look like me and you. <laughs> like they look like me and you. They're people that do their job. They've been doing it for a long time and they're successful and they look like me and you. <laughs> and now we have Caesar. What up, Caesar? What's going on, bro? Caesar. <laughs> now, a, another thing that people always say is, I have a criminal record. Can I do it with a criminal record? Now, see, you you have a criminal record. Yes, I do. All right. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> Start with You have a criminal record, but your criminal record actually got you into this business. Yes. So, so explain that a little bit. And should Michael Blackson be concerned? Because that's how you said, when you catch him... <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much I have a high school diploma. When all my friends went to college and stuff like that, I chose the streets. So I ended up in jail. <laughs> and the funny thing is that when I was in jail, I actually met a guy that uh, was a, a real estate developer already. And he was an investor. And he actually kind of became my mentor. He inspired me to get into real estate once I came home. Mm -hmm. 
Now you, you just did start. You started doing mortgages at first. You started giving people mortgages when 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 the, when the oh yeah the market so, was great. So you were a mortgage broker. So I, yeah, so I became a mortgage broker. <laughs> so you, you got out of jail, and became a mortgage, yeah. mortgage broker. That was, was the wild cowboy, cowboy days. Yeah, it was the cowboy days. It was pretty funny. Okay. I actually became a mortgage broker right from the halfway house because there was a guy there. That was, wow. That halfway house that was doing mortgages. Always had your hustle in you. Yeah. So I started doing mortgages. I was doing great. The market went down. So now I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do? I went from making twenty grand a month to not making anything. We got into the restaurant business. I was there for like a year and a half. That's a tougher business, I oh, feel like. It was a nightmare. So now you, you you had the restaurant business, and the restaurant business failed. Horribly. So I saw an opportunity in real estate. I did one deal. I made 70 grand, mm. and I closed that restaurant the next day. You know, I started with two, three, four families. Now we're building 50, 80, 100-unit buildings. Right. Nice. So now when it, when it comes to, to loans, and, and we're talking to the real estate team, <laughs> When it comes to loans, now, you know, the first thing I, I realized and what I used to do was I used to use my own money. Now, you don't use your own money. No. You know, the key to everything, especially in real estate, is leverage, mm -hmm. right? For example, let's say you have $500,000, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go and just buy one property. You want to take that $500,000 and buy five properties, mm -hmm. right? Because if you buy one property and it goes up, let's say it appreciates by 10% that year, you made ten grand, right? But now if you take those five properties and you made 10 grand on each property you made an extra 50,000 mm -hmm. so if one property brings in five grand now five properties bring in 25,000 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so the key is leveraging your money the first two years since I was self-educated in real estate every time I bought one property till I fixed that property and sold it I wouldn't have any money mm -hmm. and then year two is when I learned about leverage when I learned about hard money loans private financing and that's when I went from doing two deals a year or one deal a year to doing 20 a year so what what is a hard money lender what is hard money loans it's pretty much, I uh, usually go to a hard money lender when it's a property that's a complete rehab. And that's not Matt. Matt is it, Matt is a conventional lender. He's not going to give hard money lender. No, I'm not doing yeah. hard money. I'm doing FHA, VA, and conventional loans. Now, hard money lender is when, now, now explain that a little bit for people so that don't know. So that's pretty much private financing. Mm -hmm. So what happens with a hard money loan is when you want to buy a complete rehab property, there's not a lot of conventional programs for that besides the FHA 203K program. Right. Right. So you have to go hard money. So, for example, on hard money loans, say you're buying a property for 100000 right? Mm -hmm. They'll give you 90% of the purchase price. So you have to put 10% down, and then they'll give you 100% of the rehab right? or construction costs, whatever it is. So if it's $60,000, they'll give you 100% of that. You know, people always say, well, where do you guys get your deals? You know people, this, that, and the other. Where we get our deals is where anybody can get our deals. We go to the websites, whether it's hubzoo.com auction.com and that's where we get our deals there is no benefit to know nobody we have to bid on property just like anybody mm -hmm. else the only thing with the properties are there are a lot less than what the the value is what the retail value is so see with hard money what does your credit score need to be well hard money is a little bit different because it's not a conventional financing it's based more on the deal right so with some lenders even though your credit score might be a 580 or 620 or under 620 they might do the deal as long as there's enough equity there so it doesn't matter what what the what your credit score is or how much money you got. It matters how good the deal is. Yeah, when I first started, uh, my credit score was like a 590, and I still found a hard money lender that actually worked with me, and I still work with her to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a whole bunch of issues, liens. You know, I, I didn't have no tax returns, and they still did the, did the deal. Now, also with hard money lender, people say, well, why? Why use a hard money lender? So if you go to one of these websites, right, and you book <coughs> a credit or you try to buy a house, right, and every house that you buy on these websites are different. It might say have to close in seven days or have to close in 10 days. 
Matt, you can't close in 10 days. Not not at all. Not at all. Not it takes happening. you 30 days at least. 30 days. 30 yeah. days. A hard money lender can close in five days. We can get that money from a hard money lender in five days as long as the deal is good. So that's the reason why we use hard money lenders a lot of times. We don't have to worry about time. We don't have to worry about credit. It's just if the deal is good. And that's the reason why we use hard money lenders, all right? Well, we'll be back with more real estate talk. I got my real estate team having a mini seminar up here today, all right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're having a real estate seminar. That's right up here on the radio this morning. We got Flippin' NJ Caesar. We got Matt, Mortgage Guy, Jose the Credit Dude, and Sabine, a real estate attorney. How many properties do you own now? Right now, I'm at about 900 rental units across the country. Mm-hmm. Now, how long did it take you to buy the, the 900 units? Because I bought 100 in a year. Me about 13 years to get mm-hmm. to it because mm-hmm. eventually there's only so many two three and four families that you could buy eventually you got to switch it up to commercial properties developing because there's so many different avenues you could take with real estate mm-hmm. you know it just depends how hungry you are is this something that you can do and it not be like a top priority that kind of just makes you money without you being as involved because i look at it like i'm very hands-on with things and i know we have this job you know, and then we have a lot of other things that we do outside of here. I have a press juice business. I have my juice bar. You know, I work with the Barclays and like a million different things going on. But I look at this as something that I have to be like very involved in. And that's the thing that I feel like I do things here and there. I'm actually closing on a property today. But Ooh. I do. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's why I was like, okay. <laughs> but it is something that the reason I'm cautious about it is that I don't want to extend myself too much. Yep. It all depends, you know, what kind of investor you are because... There's a lot of people that might be, okay, I just want to make an extra five grand a month. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with having two multi-families. Because it's pretty much a system. Once you have, especially on the rental side, you have a property manager. He's going to take care of all the headaches for you. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not going to get those phone calls at 3 in the morning, the heat's not working, or the toilet is running, right? So it all depends how hands-on you want to be. But once you fix a property and it's cash flowing, as long as, you know, of course, you're not a slumlord and you, you keep up with it, that, that cash comes forever. Real estate is pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. It, it just keeps on generating. Every month on the on the fifth, you get your money in. Have well, you ever had any squatting issues? Oh yeah, all, all the time. time. <laughs> Especially when when you're fixing a property. Um, we we bump into uh, you know I've tripped over people. One time there was a guy in the property. The whole property was boarded up. I get to the second floor. He's looking at me, and he's like, "What's up, Poppy?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, What's up? And then I'm like, "How you got in here?" He tells me, magic. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. Yeah. You know, we're going to start working here next week. Can you please leave by then? And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Magic. <laughs> what about people not paying their rent? Well, it's that always happens. Uh, luckily, in Passaic County, in Jersey, the area that we mostly invest in is pretty good because you could evict somebody in 30 to 45 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like New York, where I think it takes a year. I think even Ooh. now two years is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they just change the laws now. So that, that, that's pretty good about Passaic County. Every area is different. Yeah, so you got to check business. that to make sure you know. Definitely got to check yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah, know, definitely. But, you know, it's, it's pretty much part of the business. Mm-hmm. But at one point, once you have so many units, it doesn't even bother you. Right. You know, it's, it's just part of it. But uh, we're pretty aggressive as far as our rents. We pretty much collect about 98, 99% of our rents every month. So they like the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're old school. We, we, go, we, go, we knock on doors. Yeah, no, don't, don't. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Um, one, you know, when Donnell Rawlins came up here, comedian Michael yeah. Blackson came up here, they made jokes on you. Yeah. Did that bother you at all? Does that bother you? Uh, not really, man. You know, it, it is what it is. I'm happy with who I am. Mm-hmm. I was never thinking about public speaking mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I met Envy. He inspired me. And he said I had a great story and I can inspire other people. 
So it's pretty, pretty much about telling my story and inspiring people to look like us to do better and be successful in real estate. Mm-hmm. So. Does it bother you when NBA opens everything like it's a drop? <laughs> you know, a lot of people tell me uh, you, you really you can't you don't talk a lot. I'm like I'm next to DJ Andy. Bro. <laughs> What's that guy talks? Like, you feel like he's just switch up the intro a little, so it's just, it's like something different. It's just like power. You can't uh, switch up the intro. No. You want to switch up the intro, it's but it's a whole different show. So, <laughs> and you know do you think that everything should be a home run? <laughs> Because NBA. <laughs> 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 see, the wife looks at me. You hate baseball. Why does he hate baseball? It's a touchdown. switch it up. touchdown, but that's what it is. Well, mm-hmm. I just want to say uh, thank you guys for coming up today. Mm-hmm. I, I know we do usually a five, six-hour class, and we really <laughs> have a, you know, we go in depth, but I just wanted right. to give people mm-hmm. the inspiration to get out and to try, you know? Right. Of yes. course, we got a, a seminar coming up in Atlantic City, which is a two-day seminar where we actually put people in a bus and drive them around the property and let them walk through the property so they could actually touch and see it. And we're going to Houston and Atlanta, but I just want people to give them the inspiration to read a book on 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 this, on, on buying homes and selling homes, you know, listen to podcasts, get into it because it's that wealth that you can pick mm-hmm. up. So if you lose your job, you're always good. The reason I did this and I tell everybody, I was always scared that Charlemagne was going to say some foul-ish and get us kicked off the radio or Angela Yee, who came from Sirius Radio, was going to curse and get us fired. What about you? <laughs> what you might do to get everybody fired. <laughs> what? I, he good. leaves that part and out. He, the one, and you know what's crazy? He says that the one person who almost made this show come to an end was him. Wow. When we first started. When I did what? When you weren't coming to work, when you were stressed out, oh, you were late, and you were thinking that <laughs> you didn't even want to be here. You know, he never mentions that at the same time. So I've never heard that story. That we're the ones that might have past? potentially caused the demise of the show when you were the one that actually... Why you want to talk about the past? That was like eight years ago. <laughs> so you... go ahead, continue. So anyway, so the reason I wanted to do <laughs> real estate is I wanted to bring in some extra money that no matter what happened in my life... No matter what I said or what I did, that mm-hmm. income could come in and, and take care of my family. Or even if I die, that income will continue to come in and take care of my family, my kids, my grandkids, my grand, 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 grandkids, or whatever happens down the line. I wanted to make sure that was that. So that was the reason why I pushed people towards real estate. And it's great, 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 great grandkids. Oh, well, you know what I meant. <laughs> and, you know, there's also a lot of seminars out there that are trash and that people are uh, playing <laughs> off your hope. So just do your homework. Mm-hmm. And like I said, anybody up here, no disrespect to anybody here. I tell you this all the time. I don't trust anybody. So if you thank you calling somebody, appreciate you, appreciate, you. appreciate it, <laughs> or a credit guy, call three, four people and make sure you really get the best numbers and the best thing. That, that's the same thing I do yeah. when I buy a car. I call yeah. three, four different dealerships. Even though Matt is a guy that I go to for for loans or what I need, I still. Call three people just in case. Mm-hmm. Same you should have did that with that contractor in Detroit. I should, that's what I learned, I learned from that. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys for joining us. And uh, just give me information so people can get in touch with you if they need Ladies to. Ladies first. Oh, Sabine Franco. You can find me on Instagram at Sabine, S-A-B-I-N-E underscore The Purpose Lawyer. Black attorney. <laughs> Jose. What's going on, guys? Jose Rodriguez. You can find me on Instagram at the Credit Dude. Rodriguez, you know he's a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. You Spanish, you Puerto Rican, or Dominican? Uh, depends on who my dad is. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rican. Go Puerto Rican. Matt. Matt Garland, um, MG the Mortgage Guy on on um, Instagram and YouTube. Black guy. A black guy. From Long Island. Stop disrespecting me, son. I told you, I told you this last night. Man. Stop disrespecting me. He's from Queens. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, from Queens. Flippin' underscore NJ on Instagram. Any questions? I'm here. <laughs>
That's his he name, Flippin' and Jazz. Flippin' and, and Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. Sometimes I forget my own name now. <laughs> <laughs> my Dominican brother, Dominicano. <laughs> All right, but I appreciate you guys joining us. If you want mm-hmm. information on anything that we do, you could just hit up our, hit us up. Click the link in our bio. I'm not gonna lie, I don't ask, I don't answer a lot of questions. I ain't got time. Caesar answers a lot of questions, so if you want to hit him up, he'll definitely answer your questions, and and, uh, he'll try to help you out as much as possible. And I want to see you at the seminars, man. Come learn some stuff, and thank you guys for coming through. Thank Thank you you for having us. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it, guys. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to my uh, seminar team for stopping through this morning. Yes. Just trying to teach the masses about real estate, owning our own communities. Like I said, I just want you guys to go out there and get a book. You know, just learn about it. Read up for yourself. Look online. Uh, go to podcasts. There's so many different podcasts. Just try to learn about creating generational wealth, all right? All right, well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk. Takashi 69. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Takashi 69, his last day on the stand was last week, Friday. And he, of course, as you guys know, is testifying about the accused nine trade gangster blood members, Anthony Harvellison and Aljamaya Nuke Magna. He's talking about a lot of different things. And one thing that was part of his testimony was recordings of phone calls and conversations. One call was between uh, Takashi's former co-defendant, Mel Murder, Jamel Mel Murder Jones, and Jim Jones. We didn't anticipate this happening. Now, here is part of what Jim Jones had to say about Takashi and Takashi violating and what should happen. He definitely humiliating Shotty right now. Uh, well, you got to put you up there next to the post. You know, like, when you, when you go to YouTube and World Star, you got his picture next to the He doing that to make K-9 think he don't got no relationship with Boy Boy. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to shut me this show. That's cool, but now he got to get violated. Yeah, super violated. Ain't too much he can really do unless he go run around with a hundred armed securities all day. He ain't getting enough money for that. All right, now. When he said violate, I think they were talking about music. Like, he just wanted to embarrass him in music. I don't know nothing about nothing. I know that saying. Jim Jones El Capo was one of the best rap albums in the year. Drop well, one of the clues bombs Maybe Jim Jones about music. El Capo, damn it. When I was listening to okay. it, I just thought it was a conversation that a person was having about what should happen, but not like a command. Like, this is what you need to go out and do. I just thought they were having a conversation. I just think it's crazy that this is what was trending last week in regards to Jim Jones, when he really did drop one of the best rap albums of the year that nobody seems to be talking about. All right, now, in in addition to this on the phone, uh, they were also talking about uh, Shadi and Takashi, who was uh, Takashi's manager at the time, and whether or not Shadi should talk to TMZ. TMZ want to talk on Monday. Shadi like, you want me? Um, Crippy, I think it's... Uh, you don't need to be on no TMZ. Let Shotty be on TMZ. I'm not going to get on it, but he wanted me to talk to him and tell him what happened. Like, so he want- nah, you don't say nothing. You let Shotty handle that shit, bro. And he need to be very, very, very articulate about what he's saying, why he put, why he made people think that was a gang member. He needs to let know that he was never a gang member. He was always a money, a money ploy for the gang members. Okay, that's not bad advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, that's what was played during the last day of testimony. And in addition to that, Cardi B's name somehow also came up. And they did want to point out that he... I feel uncomfortable right now. ...talked I about knowing of that. Cardi's work, but he also denied that he took inspiration from her. And they said, contrary to some reports, the full transcript shows that he never specifically named Cardi B as part of the Nine Trade Gangsta Bloods. Uh, Cardi B did seemingly respond 
You know, with that meme that everybody's using with uh, Kiki, like, who is that? Not knowing who Takashi is. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people being named in all of this testimony. But uh, we'll see what's going to happen. All I hear is deflection, 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 deflection. This is about you, Takashi 69 A lot of people want to know, can he survive outside now? Like, if he gets released, what's going to happen? Will it be okay for him? Uh, The the, the old school in me says no, but that's because I'm thinking about old school principles and old school values and old school rules. But the guy in me that understands this new era, yes, he will be fine. He will be out here putting out music, Mm -hmm. and people will be playing the music. Selling out shows. He'll be doing shows if they allow him to go work. Yes. Suburbia will love him. He will be be more than okay. All right. Now, Megan Thee Stallion has trademarked Hot Girl Summer, as she should. She said when she saw Wendy's and Forever 21 saying, hey, are you having a Hot Girl Summer? She said, I was like, hell no. You're going to have to pay me. But I just wanted to get a trademark because it's me. It's my thing. And that is the first time I heard anybody ever talk about having a hot girl summer was Meg Thee Stallion. In addition to that, she had to go through it over the weekend. Now, previously, Larry Johnson had made some claims. Uh, He put a coincidence talking about Meg Thee Stallion. Her mother, who was her manager, died in the month of March 2019, the same month of her, quote, breakout music industry filled with the easily corrupt fatherless children looking for Satan to be the daddy they never had. So that was former NFL player Larry Johnson making these accusations about Megan Thee Stallion possibly sacrificing her mom for success. Now, Megan Thee Stallion responded... Why is that news, though? Especially when we know it's goofy as hell and, like, we know it's not true. Like, why is that newsworthy? Well, because she responded to him. She said, just because you found out about me around the time my mother passed does not make what you're saying accurate. I've been grinding for so long and would appreciate if you weirdos on the Internet would stop trying to associate my mother having a brain tumor with the effing devil. She said, after my mom passed, I promised myself I was going to keep going hard because not only is music my dream, but it was her dream for me too. I have days where I want to go hide and cry because she's not here, but I know that ain't what she would want me to do. I know that she's proud of me. Well, Megan, you learned a valuable lesson. When a dog barks at the moon, it's nothing. When the moon barks back at the dog, it's noose. Like, you can't even give goofy stuff like that no energy. Cause but I don't you gotta know explain why. who Larry Johnson is anyway. I said he's a former NFL player. And what team did he play for? The Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't. And just... then he also responded to that. He said, "For those who think I was hating on Meg the Stallion, he called her Meg the Pony, because you think I wanted to sleep with her. Don't know my history. I had better. Jalissa Bumirides, I wanted to marry. Chili from TLC, Maya Dre, and a bunch of distant neverminds. Don't DM me. That was so corny. I don't even understand what that had to do with anything. Very corny. But that ended up on all the blogs. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right." Your rumor report is very spicy this morning, eh? Listen, it's not my fault. I'm reporting on what everybody else is doing. Comes in hot, it's going to go out hot. <laughs> what? That's what my mom used to say. All right. What does that have to do with you eat? Never mind. What you eat? Just very spicy. All right. Shalabang! Yes. Who are you giving your down? Uh, we need Officer Dennis Turner to come to the front of the congregation. Guess where Dennis is from? Florida! You already know. Okay. okay. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. 
A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Donkey of the day for Monday, September 23rd goes to police officer Dennis Turner. Now let the record show. Dennis Turner is an Orlando police officer. Uh, where is Orlando? Florida. All right. Salute to everyone who listens to us on 104.5 The Beat in Orlando. Dropping the clues bombs from my folks in Orlando. D Strong, what's happening? Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, okay? The wildest thing about Florida is it's not just the citizens of Florida who are nuts. It's everybody. The whole infrastructure of Florida, from top to bottom, from the governor to the garbage man, that crazy gene that exists in the Sunshine State is just there living dormant in people's bodies ready to be activated. And this story that I'm about to tell you is no different. Now, Dennis Turner isn't the only donkey in this situation, okay? Administration at Lucius and Emma Nixon Elementary Charter School, uh, they're going to get some of this hee-haw, too. Uh, I recommend that the staff there, teachers, principals, guidance counselors, everybody needs to step down because they clearly don't know how to communicate or interact with children. Now, a salute to the young six-year-old queen named Kaya. Drop on the clues bombs for Kaya. Kaya is six years old. All right, that's like first grade. All right, minding her business, going to school, doing what six-year-olds do, and she had a tantrum. It happens. She's six. Kids throw fits, all right? They are kids. They have low emotional IQs. They may not know how to use their words correctly, whatever. But just remember, she's six. All right, six is the magic number here. Six. All right, the kid may not know how to act, but adults should. And I, I, I must say that all the adults in this situation fail young Kaya. Let's go to WFLA NBC 8 for the report, please. Kaya Roll is like most little girls. She loves pink and has a cheery outlook on life. But after what her grandmother says happened on Thursday, the bubbly six-year-old has little room to focus on school. After she got a call from a school resource officer saying Kaya was arrested. So there was an incident and she kicked somebody and she's being charged and she's on her way. Marilyn Kirkland says her granddaughter's journey to the juvenile detention center by Orlando police officers began at Lucius and Emma Dixon Academy Charter School. She's arrested and she has a charge. She's charged with battery. She has a medical condition that we're working on getting resolved. So he says, what medical condition? So I said, you know, she has a sleep disorder, sleep apnea. He says, well, I have sleep apnea and I don't behave like that. The first grader handcuffed and carted off mm -mm -mm. where the grandmother says she was fingerprinted and even had a mug shot taken. Mm. How? Why? For what? First of all, let's start with the school. Fire everybody. All right, hit the reset button. Start over. If you don't have adults who can deal with six-year-old kids' temper tantrums, then they don't need to be in charge of our kids. All right, as parents, we send our kids to these schools, and we trust these people with our kids. If they have temper tantrums, if they get pissed off, I would hope that people have coping mechanisms. All right, this is why we need professionals in these schools who specialize in SEL, social and emotional learning, teach kids how to deal with their emotions, not, you know, throw them to the system at six years old. Now, Dennis Turner, he is the school resource officer. Dennis, you, my friend, are a certified sucker. All right, you must not have any kids, no nieces or nephews, no grandchildren, because there's no way in hell you thought this was the proper way to handle a six-year-old having a temper tantrum, all right? You handcuffed this kid, put the kid in the back of a police car, took him to a juvenile center to be fingerprinted, and she had a mugshot? It's crazy. Six years old? 
They charged a six-year-old with a misdemeanor battery charge? As a parent or grandparent, you asking too much of me to do something like that to my child and expect me not to retaliate. Not to mention Kaya is a little black girl. I don't think this happens if it's a little Caucasian girl, all right? But there's no one who can tell me that this was the proper way to handle this six-year-old little girl period all right kids are born with emotional reactions crying frustration anger sadness fear and you do realize that the way we react to kids emotions has an impact on the development of their emotional iqs all right what the adults in this situation did was called emotional invalidation all right how would this young girl ever learn how to manage her emotions all right when you teach kids to identify their emotions you give them a framework that helps them explain how they feel which makes it easier for them to deal with those emotions in a socially appropriate way what lesson do you think this young six-year-old girl is going to learn from being arrested not a damn thing how can you help kids properly manage their emotions when you can't even manage yours please give officer dennis turner and the lucius and emma nixon elementary charter school the biggest e-haw I mean, my God, man. Jesus. That's crazy. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's go play, play our music. Let's go to Breakfast Club Court now. Welcome, everybody. This is the Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Emmy. She's Angela Yee, and that is Charlamagne the God. Now, Salutations! The, now, over the weekend, we had a member of the Breakfast Club. We have to bring him to court. Now, we were at iHeartRadio Music Festival out in Vegas. Amazing time. Everybody always was having an, a good time. Always a great time. The Breakfast Club was going to host as we were walking down the hall. We heard security say, hey, 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 you guys, clear, clear the hall. hall. Clear the hall. Everybody clear move. Move, move. Nobody move, can move. walk. Now put it back up, please. So as we were walking, we were thinking maybe it's Barack Obama. Well, it had maybe to be, right? Hillary Clinton. Maybe Donald Trump. We didn't know who it was. had to be some type of diplomat. When we got into the uh, the Warner Lounge, which is a lounge where we drink a lot of tequila, they said it was Miley Cyrus. We said, <gasps> Miley? Now, by the way, let the record show that it was everybody else that was really, really upset. And everybody was talking about how upset they were. Yeah, I was upset too. So then we were going to do our thing. We were hosting the CW pre-show. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking, we explained what happened. And Charlemagne said this. I said uh, that Miley Cyrus cleared the hallway. Miley Cyrus's people cleared the hallway to let her through. She is a... She's not a presidential candidate. She's not a diplomat. I don't know who the hell she thinks she is. Now, you said something about black people, too. I also said Miley used to be black, but she stopped being black once it stopped being profitable. <gasps> so, all of a sudden, what happened? Miley fans started texting everybody, started going on social media, started going crazy. And what happened? They started texting Miley Cyrus's manager, who just happened <laughs> to be on stage because... His name is Adam. Adam. Wait, her fans were texting his manager? Well, they were on they social were media. They were on social media, but there were people texting her manager. So what what, I heard from uh, other iHeart executives is that Miley Cyrus's social media manager said, (gasps) Charlamagne is talking. Right. Yes. So what happened? uh, You know, Miley Cyrus supposed to kick off the show. So here we are on stage. Miley's on stage. The manager's on stage. So what does Charlamagne do? He walks around. He gives everybody a handshake. Like I always do. When he went to this guy, the guy says, no, I'm not shaking your effing hand. (laughs) Mind you, he's a white ball headed guy. All right. Uh, I don't know who this white ball headed guy is. Oh, yeah, he's on screen. That's him, Adam. Yeah, that's him. And so I said to him, well, who the F are you? And then I said, do you have a problem? I will slap the at you. Yeah, then you invited him to your genitals. Then it that got, never happened. Yes, you did. Then it was face-to-face. It so was you, heard, you. you actually heard that happen? Yeah, so Charlamagne didn't even know he said, I'll slap the ish out of you. He no, said, I did. I knew I said that. Oh. So they got into each other's face. And then it, and he, he told me I was a racist. He did tell Charlamagne I told he was him racist. get his white ass away from me. He did tell him that. We surrounded him. And Charlamagne <laughs> said, I'll We didn't surround yes, him. Did. Stop it. Well, all right. You were on the left. Wax was on the right. I was in the middle. What do you call that? 
a triangle off <laughs> triangle off it. All right. So Charlemagne said, I will slap the issue on you. And he replied, and I'm just going to stand here. And I'm just going to stand here. And I understand that language. I didn't, I didn't understand that. He white man. He white man. Yeah, yeah. That was just, I was that, confused. That was the, you're going to jail, you're going to get sued. Nah, that's what I felt, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's about to but sue But it's you. just a respect thing. Number one, I didn't know who he was. So if you stand in my vicinity and I go to shake your hand and you look me up and down and tell me, nah, you're not shaking my effing hand, automatically I think you a foe. So well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585. Turn up a little bit. 800-585-1051. Was Charlemagne wrong? Miley Cyrus was opening the very, show. Very, she was performing for our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Let the record show he did apologize. He did apologize, okay. and he said he was unaware of them clearing the halls. It said it wasn't his security. And it also, was actually the building's security. And also let the record show I was not the only one that was upset. I wasn't even really upset. It was really all the white people at iHeart that was more upset. So was Charlemagne wrong? Should he have asked Was I first? wrong for telling the truth? Was he wrong? Was Miley Cyrus the good girl in this case and had nothing <laughs> to do with it, had no idea. It wasn't her security. It was the building security. Mm -hmm. Was she just being white and happy and wanted to perform? White. Oh, was Charlamagne? <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess I was being black and bad. Black and bad. If she was white and happy, I was black and angry, huh, Envy? That's why people don't think you black right now. <laughs> Take off that Hampton sweatshirt. I was setting the scene up. 800-585-1051. Who was right? Was Charlamagne right or was he wrong? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're in Breakfast Club Court. Yes. Let me run down real fast what happened. Uh, of course, this week it was the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We had a ball at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Always a good time. When we arrived, uh, we were walking down the hall, and all of a sudden we heard security be like, clear the hallway, clear the hallway, move out the way. Nobody can come down the hall. Right. And everybody stop. And we asked who's coming. We thought maybe it was Barack Obama. Donald By the way, we Trump. kept walking, too. Just want to throw that yeah, out Yeah, we did keep walking. Uh, we realized they said it was Miley Cyrus. So we all joked and laughed. And when it, it was, was like that, we, first of all, we said that was whack. We did. All right, who is Miley Cyrus? Correct. You know what I'm saying? I, if it, first of all, you understand about the iHeart uh, Music Festival. Everybody backstage is doing their job. They've had some of the biggest stars ever in life, Correct. from Paul McCartney to Prince. Rihanna, Prince. All of these people have been backstage at the iHeart Music Festival. Nobody tripping off any celebrities. No, then. not not at all. So, um, so do we know for a fact that Miley Cyrus gave those instructions? Because I want to make sure we know that. Well, we get into that part of the story. So uh, as we were uh, doing our pre-broadcast on the CW. Well, no, but let's put one more thing. What? Everybody was complaining when we was in the Warner Lounge. Yes. Everybody was complaining that Miley cleared the hall. Correct. Like it was a it was a thing. Right. Yes. So while we were doing our broadcast on the CW, we brought it up and talked about the story. Charlemagne said what happened. I said that it was whack. I said she's not a presidential candidate. She's not a diplomat. Um, everybody backstage is just doing their job. Nobody tripping off no Molly Cyrus. Correct. So when he said that, I guess Molly Cyrus's fans went crazy on social media. Yes. Uh, and the manager, I guess people on her team started texting the manager. And who was on stage because she was actually opening the show. Well, so no, she was on stage too. Well, well Angela, he asked me all. Also, you know, who was I looking forward to see, seeing? And I said, everybody black. And I said, her, Chance the Rapper, Alicia Keys. And I said, Miley used to be black, but she stopped being black once it stopped being profitable. Correct. She used now, to date Michael made it. She used to wear grills and all that. Now, I don't think this guy was on stage just because Miley was performing, because he was standing right behind me. You understand what I'm saying? So what are you thinking? He was there for a good time? I think he wanted to say something to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was just shaking. I always shake everybody's hand, camera people, everyone, because I feel like everybody helps us to look good. So I went to go shake this guy's hand, didn't know who he was, and he looked me up and down and said, nah, I'm not shaking your effing hand. Right. And I said, well, who the F are you? 
And he said, well, I'm Molly's manager. And I said, well, do you have a problem? He said, yeah, I got a problem. I don't like you talking about Molly, whatever, whatever. And I said, well, Molly and her, your, your team shouldn't have cleared the hall like she's the president. He was like, we would never do something like that. So, mind you, I didn't know what was going on at this time because, I'm, you know, we're all live on air, so I'm practicing my scenes and, and my, my, I'm looking at my notes. Charlotte says, hey, <laughs> Did That's they clear the hall today? I was like, yeah. Who cleared the hall? I was like, Miley Cyrus people. Exactly. And, then he, and then he says, how do you know it's Miley Cyrus people? I'm like, because they cleared the halls and said, Miley Cyrus is coming. He was like, we would never do something like that. Who on my team said to clear the hall? Miley's the most humble person in the world. Whatever, whatever. And then he said something slick to me, which caused me to say, man, get your white ass away from me. I'll slap the out you. And he said, you're a racist. Right, he did that. <laughs> he said, everybody knows you're a racist. You did say you slapped the <laughs> ish out of him, and then you invited him to your genitals. I did not. Stop saying yes, you that. Did. No, you I did. did not. invite him to your no, genitals. I, I, I heard it. I, I heard. I did not invite him to my genitals. They was in each other's faces so, listen, so tight, I, like if, they almost kissed each other. If, they were so close. If, if I'm telling y'all, I said I would slap the sh out of him. If I told you, I told. I'm telling y'all, I told him get his white ass away from me. Why would I not remember? I told him suck my. I heard that. Oh, no, he, he didn't. Heard he heard you say it. I heard it. What you saw was what you saw and heard was suck my energy. All right, <laughs> I, 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 but those words never came out of my I don't mouth. Know. So anyway. They got into it, and he was like, no, that didn't happen. So we're yeah. asking, 800-585-1051, was Charlemagne right? And now, mind you, Miley Cyrus was there opening up the show. She's done a bunch of iHeart festivals, but Charlemagne wanted to beef with the manager, told him, so, if so, you, and so, invite him to his genitals. So you want to kiss all this ass? Like if, and that's, that's the thing I hate. I hate when everybody's behind the scenes talking about something, but they don't acknowledge it. But then when I acknowledge it, I'm the bad guy. When I acknowledge I, when I acknowledge what actually happened, I thought it was great content. I was I'm like, the bad guy. I can't wait to talk about this Monday on the radio. Yeah, let's go to the. His phone name lines. is Adam, by the way. Good morning, hey, he's Adam. Queens, what up, Adam? Queens, Queens all day, son. 800-585-1051. Let's go to the phone lines. We have uh, Key on line eight. Good morning, Key. Hey, good morning. Hey, so we're asking Charlemagne right or wrong? Charlemagne, you are dead wrong. Who knows that? Why is he wrong? First of all, Charlamagne, you just said something the other day for white people calling a cop on a black girl for being a black girl. You know they call a cop on us the last. Why are you talking about <laughs> So I'm not supposed to talk I'm not supposed to talk reckless to this white man because I'm scared? You supposed to do it on the low. You supposed to be like <laughs> So you think Charlamagne was wrong? Yes. Okay. No, both of them were wrong. Charlamagne was just wrong on how he handled it. I'm putting it that. And what's your name, honey? Please. Keith. All right, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day, honey. <laughs> All right? I like this new you, Wendy. I like this new you. I like this. I like this. Oh, oh my goodness. I like this. Hello, who's so fluid. Hi, this is Sophie. <laughs> hey, Sophie. <laughs> I got to call you, honey, because if not, it's going to sound like... No, right. no, so I'm no. Calling you honey. you don't, don't got to call her, like honey. But she anyway. may not want to be called honey. But anyway, what, what? who do you think was right or wrong? I think Charlemagne was right. I mean, people don't like to hear the truth, but if Zoo got mad, he can't be mad at anyone but himself. These are their predatory marketing and branding tactics that they're using for profit on black people. And then when it's no longer profitable, she goes back to her country roots. That's and, a fact. And no one blinks an eye. Ma, that wasn't a question. We're not talking about that. <laughs> that, that wasn't a question. But that, those are the things that pissed him off, though. Those are the things that would made him mad. All right, if that's what you got out of it. I'm going to let you slide. I mean, what, uh, what's the question? What's the question you're asking then? Are you saying is he wrong for telling Dude he'll slap him? Yes. No. Okay. I would have told Dude I would have slapped him too. Like, you coming at me with all this aggression and force that we've never met before. Word. I'm definitely going to look at you sideways. Like, okay, well, what's the problem then? And but, if you continue to come at me and like, well, I will tell you. Yeah, I'm going to snap But, you absolutely. But if you add him and, he, and a host is going at your artist, would you shake his hand? 
I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I would have told him flat out, like, nah, you were talk, talking about my artist. Let's let's not, you know, go there. I'm not going to be friendly with you. At least state the reason why. If you're going to just That's be all I'm aggressive saying. and hostile, that's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm going to come at you even more aggressive and hostile because now I don't understand where this piece is even there you, That's all I'm saying. I didn't know who dude was. All I see is this bald-headed white dude standing behind me who don't want to shake my hand. He had a hat on. He could be a domestic terrorist. I don't trust bald-headed, hostile white dudes. I'm serious. <laughs> my anxiety already messed up because we in this building, this vicinity with all these people. I, I, I don't know this dude. I just want to put out there that they were arguing like face-to-face, yelling F you to each other. Well, he, he no, he ain't say all that Charlamagne was yelling F you to him loud, like yelling. Yeah. And, and, and invited him to his genitals. And he had no clue what was going on. 20 minutes later, was like, there was an altercation? There was an argument? I did not Im- but by the way, I did not invite him to my genitals. I'm telling you, you did. I told him, get his white ass away from me and I'll slap the you. 800-585-1051 Breakfast Club Call. I was right? somebody with a good time. Who is wrong? It's Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Gee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in Breakfast Club Court right now. Now, if you just join us, I'll just give you a, a brief synopsis. Ah, iHeartRadio Festival in Vegas this weekend. We were walking down the hall. We had to do the pre-show on the CW. As we were walking down the hall, security was like, hey, move out the way. Get out the way. Clear the hall. We kept walking and went into the Warner Lounge to get some tequila. And while we were there, we heard that it was Miley Cyrus's Miley Cyrus's people that was clearing and the let hall. And let the record show that a lot of people from iHeart were very upset, very disappointed that she, that, that that diva-like behavior was being displayed. Now, uh, I'm, we don't know if that came from Miley. We don't know if that came from Miley people. That was just the order that was sent throughout right. the hallway. Right, right, right. So, anyway, as we were doing our pre-show, you know, Charlemagne was talking about it on air. We were all actually talking about it on air. And then Charlemagne made this uh, remark that I think really pissed him off even I just, more. I just simply said that she's not a presidential candidate. You know what I'm saying? She's not a diplomat. And, you know, who is she to, to want to clear the halls? I said, that's whack. That's lame. And then, you know, uh, Angelie asked me who was I looking forward to seeing. And I said, everybody black. And I named her and Chance the Rapper and... Alicia Keys. Her, the artist, her. Not Miley Cyrus, her, the artist. And I said Miley used to be black, but she stopped being black once it stopped being profitable. Right. So that's a fact. I guess Miley Cyrus' social media went crazy, and I guess the manager started getting calls from the team. So he was on stage. Miley Cyrus was actually opening up the show Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as Charlamagne went to shake his hand, didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. I I said, I'm not shaking your effing hand. Anybody who knows me, anybody who's worked with me, they know I like I shake everybody's hand just because, you know, that's that's the respect you should show humans. And I went to go shake this guy's hand, and he looked me up and down and said, nah, I'm not shaking your effing hand. Now, I, I don't know who this dude is. He didn't state his issue. So automatically, I just think he's a foe. So I, my, my next question is, do you have a problem? And he was like, yeah, I got a problem. So by then, it's, it's on at, after that. So we're asking, who was right, who was wrong with Charlemagne right? That is the question, all right? Let's go to the phone lines. We have Jay. Jay, good morning. This is Doc. All right. <laughs> okay. Was Charlemagne right, bro? Yeah, Charlemagne right. He's just doing him, doing his job. And dude was in the right, too, for standing up for his people, hands down. That's true. So okay. everybody was right. But, but, you got, but he should have stated his claim, stated his case. Cause I didn't know who he was. I just yeah, thought I mean, he was not, a- on, not on stage, though. Not on stage. Not in front of the world. You know, that's between you and him. Two grown men handle your business. Step off stage and just why ain't shake your hand? I just thought he was. A, I just thought he was a white man trying me. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, that's you though. That's how you give it up. All right. Well, that's if that's how he gives it up. Hello, who's this? My name is Alicia. Hey, Alicia. Now uh, we're talking about Charlemagne. Was he right? Uh, absolutely. I just don't understand who Miley Cyrus felt that she was or the building security felt who, how important she was. They needed to shut down hallways for her to walk around. 
And then on top of that, there's a way to address situations like that other than to be disrespectful and rude and not shake somebody's hand who addresses you and says hello. Well, I would say this. After we spoke to Adam, which is a manager, he said that he didn't tell security to do that. He, he, he feels maybe building the security. building was a little too, uh, I guess, aggressive with Miley Cyrus, that it wasn't his... Nobody from his team would ever tell people to clear the hallway like that. So I didn't see them do that for nobody else, though. But I also wasn't in the hallway that much. I think when we were first coming in, that's when it happened. I was. I saw Chance the Rapper walk through the hallway. I wasn't in the hallway to see none of that. I I saw artists walking through the hallway. I didn't see them do that for nobody else. But they said it wasn't his team. They said it was probably building security that just got a little... Excited. So I guess I don't understand what what made the building believe that Miley Cyrus is more important than anybody else. Exactly. But that's what I said. Who made the decision? How do you talk to somebody like that when they come up to you and do the man thing, which is to shake your hand and say hello? You don't be a about it. I mean, if you have a problem, open your mouth and use your words. We're grown. That's right. Use your words. Exactly. Sound like a teacher. Are you a teacher? I'm not a teacher. I actually I manage a dental office, so I (laughs) use your words. Use your words. People all day. All right. Well, thank you so much. What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is I don't like people talking to me crazy, but I especially don't like a white man talking to me crazy. Okay. okay. Like, who the hell are you? And, you know, Adam did apologize. He so, did. So, he apologized so. and shook everybody's hand and said he's sorry. It was a he misunderstanding. So but I'm going to be honest, I still don't like him. Okay. I just don't lie. I mean, I just tell you, first impressions are a mother effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just says a lot about you and your but, character. But that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to ride for his artist, so I'm not mad. Yeah, but at least it's, it's all I'm saying is uh, let me know that. Right. Don't just... Not shake my hand, look me up and down. I don't know. I don't know anything at that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? At least when you say I'm Molly Size Manager, now I know why you upset. Gotcha. But I, listen, I've been approached by a lot of different people in this industry. It's a way to approach. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. That's all I'm saying. Feels like saying. the whole thing was a miscommunication from the beginning. That's all it was. But it yo, was. We, it makes for great content on the radio. Yeah, but iHeartRadio was uh, a great time. And let me shout out to uh, our board op and producer Dramos, who had the uh, most amazing time. Drop one includes moms for Dramos. When he checked into his room, he got the iHeart stimulus package, baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> how they know you love you, Dramos. There was a man in his room, laying on the bed, half naked, <laughs> with right. the shower on. That's right. And when he walked over, when he opened the door, what did the man tell you? I said, come on in. There you go. Come on in. Wow. And what did you do, Drum? He came on in. You let him come on in. You let him come on in, didn't you, Drum? <laughs> now we got rumors on the way, E? Yes, well, let's talk about what happened on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. It all has to do with whether or not you would let somebody beat your kid. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You, you know what was the uh, something we didn't talk about this weekend? Or maybe y'all didn't experience it. Mm-hmm. The, first of all, the Aria Hotel in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I just want to drop on the clues bombs for them because their toilet is amazing. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh! I actually had come to post now. that on my page. It was oh, my first time using a bidet. Heated toilet seat. Man. Then, then when you use a number two, it cleans Man. your butt for you. And then it dries. And then it dries your butt. It got rear cleaning, front cleaning, the dryer, and the heated toilet seat. It made bro. me want that in my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna front. I'm I, getting it in my house. I pushed the front cleaner just to see what it was. What, how, how, what is wrong know. with you? Well, we all it's know not you got a vagina. You. Listen, I can't believe I've been sitting on these peasant ass toilets all day. Yo, I was. I was the same thing. I told my wife, I said, oh, I need this. I felt, I went, I did my usual 8.30 poo just now, and I felt like this. I was disgusted in myself. Like, ugh. That warm toilet seat, and then, and then it cleans oh, you? Oh, my God, man. You don't even got to look at the tissue after you wipe when you got one of those at the house. You just hit that rear cleaning. Good. Then you, don't the heat comes to, on. you don't even need to wipe because you could dry off. And then it, it, then it, it dries off for you. I still got it. It's still a habit. Yeah, you got to wipe anyway, though, because there ain't no soap there. You still got to wipe it. But, anyway. but hey, drop on the clues bounce for the Aria Hotel in Vegas. There's still no Amazing. soap even if you wipe it. It's called the Toto Washlet. I took a picture because I'm getting one in my house, goddammit. 
That's how you ball. All right, rumors? You're right. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk uh, Kardashians. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, this ended up being a talking point for some people. Now, I'm keeping up with the Kardashians. Courtney Kardashian is talking about her daughter Penelope and how her daughter scratched the nanny. He was really upset. She was putting her in the car and Penelope scratched her face. But, like, if you're a nanny, you also. I've never had. If a kid scratches, can you pop the kid in his. Cool, no, but you out. could also say something to her in the moment. I don't know. Do I think you need to reach out to her happens. and mm -hmm. you need to say, I am so sorry. Like, I did like, also, over the by weekend, the way. But I you know, will again. North tried to bite my nanny and said, I don't want a nanny anymore. You can go home. And I was like, you can't fire her nanny. All right. Well, uh, Scott Disick and Corey Gamble, and Corey Gamble is Chris Jenner's boyfriend. They ended up getting into it on discipline because Corey Gamble said he would have beat that ass. I'm sorry, but if he scratched me for no reason, I'm whipping her ass, and I'll explain to y'all later. Yeah, he don't need to be in the house. I would have whipped her ass. You would whip Penelope's ass if she scratched you? I would give her a spanking for sure. My daughter? What are you talking about? Scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass if she touched you? No, scratch me. You would whip my daughter's ass. Why not? If she scratched you? Why not? A little six-year-old girl? That's, what the are you talking about? that's the problem. But that's the problem. But that's the problem. Scott should have slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, right he, don't then need, and there. he don't need to be in my house, right. man. If my six-year-old scratches you and you're going to discipline without talking to me, nah. You're going to spank my daughter? You're not even part of this family. Knock it off. It takes a village, but nah. You're not putting your hands on my child. Nope. Absolutely right. not. I think you're everybody not a, you're not a, agrees with that. You're not an uncle. You know what I'm saying? I guess what would you be a step uncle if they did get married? A step granddaddy? I don't freaking know. Whatever also, it is. If they don't hit their own child be... or beat their child, you have no right to put you your hands. You ain't putting your hands on my child. He'll be a granddaddy. A step granddaddy? Step granddaddy. Yeah, something like that. I never heard of it, but yeah. All right, now let's move on and talk about the iHeart Festival over the weekend. Alicia Keys performed and She killed it. She also Bodied did an it. interview with Ryan Seacrest afterward, which uh, you might not have had a chance to see yet, but here she is talking about people weighing in on things that I ain't asked you about. I do ask people not to give their opinion unless I and unless they're asked for it though. No one in here, no opinions. <laughs> no opinions. Not but don't tonight. you think like wouldn't wouldn't you think like if I said, hey, how do you like my outfit? Then it's cool if you're like, oh, you know what? I love it or I don't like it so much. But when people are just like, I don't like, like, oh, I didn't ask you. I that only works in real life around your immediate circle because yeah. people in social media give their opinions all the time. But doesn't it work the other way? Because what if you got an outfit on that's fire? You still don't want my opinion? Yeah, that's you know what she what said. Saying? She said that's when you can say, oh, I like it. But that's not, eh, that's not, that doesn't you, work that's right, not the way it should work. Yeah. Because if you if you can accept the good opinions, then you should be able to accept the bad Anyway, once you post something on social media, either you turn off your comments or just be prepared for people to be like, oh, she needs a stylist, she dresses wax, she's this, she's that. Or people being like, I love your outfit, where did you get it? And you always get both. Right. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Happy birthday to JD. Let's start off with some JD music. Jermaine Dupri, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, let me shout out to uh, my real estate team for coming up here. We did a, a little mini seminar. We broke down real estate, trying to help people and motivate people to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing a, a full seminar in Atlantic City this weekend. Saturday and Sunday, where we're actually going to take people, we rented buses, we're going to take people through properties, let them see, let them touch the walls, the cabinetry, and then the next day we're going to break down everything. So it's a two-day seminar. We're also doing just one-day seminars in Houston and uh, Atlanta. So if you want more information, you can just click the link in my bio. Just trying to encourage people to invest in themselves, invest in their communities, 
Uh, I, I advise everybody, read a book. You know, go to podcasts. Uh, there's a million real estate podcasts out there. Uh, look online. Just try to get some of the knowledge for yourself so you can uh, stop renting out there and hopefully invest in, in your future. And it's not a one-stop shop thing, right? It's different for everybody what's going to work for you. Correct. When it's going to work out for you. Make sure you do your research. Every market is different also. Absolutely. So that's why it is important to come out locally to these events, too. You can get a lot of great advice online and from reading books, but I think if you have your own individual situations and yeah. Brooklyn's different from... New Jersey, you know, it's it's just different depending on where you are. So just make sure you come out and and learn these things uh, depending on where you are from people who locally know how to deal with it, too. Absolutely. And listen, man, salute to everybody that's coming out tonight uh, to Buttonweiser Hall. Me and my guy, Kevin Love, we'll be having a... What's it called? It's called Buttonweiser Hall. Buttonweiser, okay. Yes, uh, 7.30 p.m. We'll be having a conversation uh, about my favorite subject which is mental health the uh, title of the, of the uh, conversation is it happened to me while we all need to talk about mental health so me and my man five time NBA all star NBA champion Kevin Love will be out there chopping it up if you saw us on HBO The Shop you know and a lot of people like the discussion that we was having around mental health so this is just a continuation of that discussion so I'll see y'all tonight alright now when we come back positive note don't move it's The Breakfast Club good morning Sure, yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, you, you hitting up the road soon, right? Uh, yes, I actually have the Lip Service Live Tour that's going to be kicking off October 20th in Philly and then on the 21st in New York. And then I have it all listed on my page, but we are going to a lot of different markets. We'll be in Cleveland, Atlanta, L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, um, Atlanta. I'm trying to remember everywhere that we're going. But just make sure you guys come out while we're on the road. Houston, Dallas, and check us out. We have some great special guests coming through that I'm really excited to announce for you guys. But you know, it's always a good time. And lip service is also about the people in the audience because you guys do end up participating. So I encourage you all to come out. Thanks to Live Nation for putting this together for us. And to my girls, Stephanie Santiago, Gigi McGuire, and L'Oreal. They'll all be there on all of the dates for the lip service live tour. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. The positive note comes from one of my favorite books, The Fifth Agreement by Don Miguel Ruiz, okay? If you don't know what The Fifth Agreement is, I'm about to tell you. Because I think everybody really, really needs to understand this in this social media era. But be skeptical, but learn to listen. Don't believe yourself or anybody else. Use the power of doubt to question everything you hear. Is it really the truth? Listen to the intent behind the words, and you will understand the real message. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? 